0: Hey, David, guess what? Today we get to talk to our favorite Aussie.
1: Oh, my gosh. Crocodile Dundee?
0: (laughs) No, not Crocodile Dundee. What? (laughs) Deidre Chen.
1: Oh, Deidre. I love her. (laughs) Yes. She's
0: every podcaster's favorite Aussie. Heck yeah. Heck yes. (laughs) Tune into this episode to find out why every podcaster loves Deidre. Welcome to Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. I'm Tiffany Kane, podcast coach and professional development expert.
1: And I am David Seiss, professional dialogue and voiceover editor. Together, we will go on a journey with you to truly master the podcasting mindset.
0: Let's break past mindset beliefs that often create barriers to success. You will learn techniques and insider secrets to raise the power of your content and the quality of your sound.
1: We believe your voice is powerful. Your story needs to be told, and there is someone out there who will be inspired because you have the courage to share your insights through your podcast.
0: Now, here's today's episode. So, everyone, today we get to talk to the amazing Deidre Shen. You are going to love her story. She is the founder of Cap Show, which is an AI-generated show notes writing phenomenal program. But before that, she started a dessert bar. And, David, (laughs) you know what kind of sweet tooth I have. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Her dessert bar was called the Chalk Pot so you can imagine.
1: Sounds like your kind of place. (laughs) Sounds
0: like my kind of woman (laughs) and my kind of place. So she started a a dessert bar shop in Sydney, Australia, and then a burger restaurant, which is also one of my favorite foods. Then she started a coaching business after she moved to New York, and a podcast that she was able to monetize over $200,000 in its first year.
1: That's insane.
0: It is insane. Her Chalk Pot, she has, I think, eight locations. She's got several locations of her burger restaurant back in Australia. She's got her coaching business, Cap Show. It's just really amazing. So Cap Show is what she has launched in a pretty short time. She's Mm -hmm. phenomenal, as we're going to find out in this episode. She just... Hits the ground running and doesn't take no for an answer, and we are so inspired by her enthusiasm and vigor and just her ability to go after something and yeah. make it big.
1: She really has been an inspiration for both of us. I think it's it's been. Uh, it seems like the more we get to know her, the more it's like, oh my gosh, we need to be like Deidre.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Her and her partner, Bona, just absolutely amazing. Yeah. All right. I think you're going to love this episode. So
1: enjoy the episode.
0: Enjoy. Welcome podcasters to a really special episode. As we told you in the introduction, David and I are thrilled to be here today with a super special guest, Deidre Shen. She is phenomenal, you guys. At a really young age, she has made her mark on the world. And we're thrilled to talk to you today, Deidre, about how you've just started brick and mortar and moved into podcasting, and you're like an entrepreneurial phenom. And we're just excited to learn all your stuff today. <laughs> so, welcome.
2: Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. You guys are like the power couple of podcasting, so this <laughs> is an honor for me. <laughs>
0: Yay, <laughs> Yay! all around. Love all around. Yes. All right, so let's dive right into your story. You have a sweet tooth and you started a business around that. So a brick and mortar. So how do you go brick and mortar to digital
2: phenom? How do, what is this what you have been on? I definitely took the long route to get to this point, shall we say. But um, yes, I started a brick-and-mortar business uh, back in Sydney, in Australia. You might be able to tell from my accent. I am Aussie. And that was almost, gosh, 10 years ago. So when you say at, at a young age, I'm like, oh, I... I look I think I look younger than I am, but then I did see um Bonner, my co-founder, was showing me a photo of us three years ago and I was like, Oh my gosh, how much have I aged in three years?
1: Being a business owner will do that, won't it? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> David had no gray right. when he met me, so there's that. So.
2: <laughs> right. So anyway, so yes. Um So about 10 years ago, I was having my um, quarter-life crisis, as us millennials, you know, loved to have. And we, I was in banking, I was in corporate actually, and my boyfriend or now husband um, was studying medicine and he was hating it. And I, we kind of got to this point again, like quarter-life crisis and we're like, this is not the path. The things that we were doing was not what we want to be doing, but we didn't know what it was. And that was when we, and at that time, we kind of moved out together. Um, he started really falling in love with cooking and particularly baking. Because as you said, I have a sweet tooth. And he was like trying to perfect all of my favorite desserts for me, which was um, amazing. And so out of that, because he was enjoying it so much, we had no idea what we want to do. We're like, well, why don't we give this a go? It's just kind of one of those moments where there was really no... Further thought, then we may as well give it a try. Um, and so we we did. Uh, we opened up our first business. It was a dessert bar called the Chalk pot and we opened that without knowing what the heck we were getting into because we had no, we'd never run a business. And to be honest, we'd never even worked in a hospitality business before, like not even casually or part-time. So we were just (laughs) winging it the whole way. (laughs) This sounds crazy. This sounds crazy in the best way. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, so you can imagine, right, these like young, you know, we're we're driven, we're ambitious, we're winging it. And we're like, yes, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And we're going to open our doors, and they're going to—that's going to be flooded, and because we know how good the stuff is. But the problem was that no one else did, and I didn't—you <laughs> know, don't think about this when you're starting your very very first business, especially when you're like you know in your early twenties. And so we opened up. We relied on the strategy of build it and they will come, which does not work, FYI. And <laughs> we struggled. So you know, when we opened up, we had like fit out debt because it costs a lot of money Mm -hmm. to fit out a place. We had rent to pay. We had suppliers, wages. Like we were deep, deep in the red basically before we even opened and we were just getting further and further in the red. Um, And then, oh, anyway, so let me fast forward a little bit to this one particular night. uh, And it was one of the first Friday nights that Ash, my, my husband, and I were able to take off together um, so it was like basically our first date in like months. I think it was probably about six months at this time. <laughs> wow. Oh <my> gosh. <laughs> and it was, uh, so it was a Friday night. Now we weren't, so you can, you can probably tell that how not busy we were because we only had two staff members on. So Friday night, dessert bar, only two staff members were working. Um, we're out to dinner and we get a call from one of them. And he's like, you guys have to come in. I don't have the time to explain what's going on, but like you need to come in right now. And so we're like, that's like, oh "Oh my God, terrifying. Terrifying. What is happening? Like, and so anyway, so we we hop into the car and we're like rushing to get there. And and I'm driving, trying not to freak out. And I drop Ash off at the front before I go find parking. And like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, David, seriously, I can still picture it to this day just how packed the place was. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Like, we had a line of people. We had people like trying to help out. Our poor two team members were like running around. They were they were you know the customers were moving tables around to try to fit themselves in. And oh my gosh, nice. yeah. And like, but it felt like in that moment we had become this immediate overnight success. You know, immediate in six months type of success. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And
2: so yes, yeah, so that was kind of like the pivotal moment fast in in this business and. I do have to credit um, at the time, like we, we did try a lot of things, but when it really came down to it, there were two main things that were that really worked for us at that point in time. Very related, by the way. Um, but one was Instagram had just started sort of picking up speed themselves. So I think it was just like 10 years ago. So they were still, you mm-hmm. know, getting known. They were still yeah. coming to the market. Young. So, yeah, so we were able to ride the wave of their growth which was awesome. So that was the first thing. And then the second one was we um, had invited all of these uh, influencers. So at the time, blogging was a – food blogging was a big thing. So we had a ton of food Mm -hmm. bloggers Mm come in. They were also posting – they were using this thing called Instagram. So, you know, it was kind of like this momentum was building. It just took a lot longer than we would have liked it to. Um, And, you know, when you just think that nothing's working and then suddenly it's like it just – took off so we grew that brand to five locations in sydney mm. uh we then opened, oh my gosh yeah we then opened a burger restaurant alongside that, so we have two of those locations um and then do you want me to keep going because Go. gonna- this yeah. is this is fascinating <laughs> this is fascinating and
0: i'm just wondering when you're opening a chalk pot in California, by the way. Side note.
1: Southern California. Because Southern California,
0: Mission Viejo by the lake, specifically. Got it, got it. Just okay. okay. All right. All right. Okay. And Get burger, you. chocolate and burger, like I'm in heaven. Um, okay. Right? Go. Exactly.
2: Keep going. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. So we had. So we had a great period of growth. Now it's not was not all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. By the way, but you know, all you know, all around it was it was good. And then 2018, the end of 2018. Um, we found out that one of our employees, so he was our store manager of our busiest store in the, located in the heart of city, um, in the heart of the Sydney, Sydney city. And um, he, we found out that he'd been stealing from us. Mm. And oh. we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh. It was a lot of money. Yeah. It was. Oh. <laughs> and you may be wondering, how did you let hundreds of thousands of dollars just slip on, on by? Like it's, we you know we learned a lot from that process um mm-hmm. but yeah we just and this is why i say we we had a lot of ups and downs during the period of growth a lot of those downs were us thinking that we that mm-hmm. suddenly demand had dropped that the place was super quiet and we were doing every, anything and everything we we're innovating at a rapid speed to try to work out what it was our customers wanted I and mean, really when it came down to it we were actually making pretty good money it's just that we you know we didn't think that we would have someone still like a trusted police still from us. Mm-hmm. That's not where I'm at anyway. So right. that happened. And it was in that moment when we're sort of grappling with this betrayal and, and all of this that I was like, is this the path that we want to, like, is this what we want to be doing? Like, do we want to be growing these hospitality businesses? And for me, um, you know, like I, I didn't, um, to be honest. And even then my husband was like, he like he'd done it, he loved it, but he didn't see this being our future.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've always wanted to live and work overseas. So I was like, you know what? Stop it. We're just, we're, let's just move overseas. Let's just move, Just we'll just pack up and leave. And yeah. it didn't quite happen that way. We still had, um, you know, six months of making sure that, you know, the systems were in place and the team was all good. But we essentially decided to move to New York. Um, and one of the big reasons we decided to move to New York is because at the time, my, um, my another co-founder, uh, you've met Bonner, um, but mm-hmm. Bonner and I, mm-hmm. we were actually working on a fashion technology idea
1: um, mm.
2: at the time. Yeah, and so we were like, well, what better place than New York City to explore this I, this fashion technology idea?
1: fashion, yeah,
2: exactly right. So we um, we gave ourselves actually twelve months because uh, that was pretty much all the savings we had. We had to even prepay rent because we had no credit score, like we had nothing. Right, we had no history here in the states, mm-hmm. so we actually had to prepay twelve months' rent. So we're like, okay, you know what? This Ooh. is our savings. Twelve months' this rent is- in New York City. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sweating <laughs> thinking a, about it. It's a happy bill.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like you know, when we talk about investing yourself and you know burn burn all the boats, like that was kind of what we were doing. We're like, okay, we're gonna make something work. It has, something has to work because that's you know we have nothing left. So yeah, so 2019, mid 2019 was when we moved over to New York, and um, you know we fa- we 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 hit the ground running on that that fashion technology idea. Within about four months um, of talking to women, we actually failed the idea. So we failed that Mm. and we're like, oh, gosh, okay, what are we going to do now? Because we only have about, you know, eight months left here. Um, And we actually fell into agency work, specifically helping um, e-commerce brands and boutiques um, grow their business online. We kind of fell into that because we were talking to brands and boutiques at that time. Um, And I also ran into an old, old acquaintance of mine who was running um, chocolate retail stores in New York. And, you know, it kind of felt like things just at that point came together and were like, okay, well, we may as well just try this. So we really fell into it, honestly. Um, I'm going
0: to have to pause you for a second because... Prescient moment here, 2019. Let's grow our e commerce boutiques yeah. and brands because we all know what happened in 2020. So you're like yeah. perfectly positioned. Yeah. And there's a couple of things before we move on with this part of the story that I want to address. I want to just hover on for a second because I think, you know, we're mindset people here, we're my podcaster mindset, but it's like mindset all over. You you had kind of challenge after challenge after challenge that you just kept meeting with, okay, what now? Okay. What now? You, you had this, is this what we want after your custom, your employee stole from you, you had even just starting of being, you know, we're in debt, 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 even just starting. And how do we get this business growing? And, and it seems to me, you have a really curious mindset, where setbacks simply are, okay, what now? What did I learn from this and what now? Which, wow, because I know human nature is – Somebody stole from me. I am in massive debt. I maybe this is a sign I shouldn't be doing it. Should I just quit? Like that's kind of human nature to wave the white flag and say, okay, done. you thanks, universe. You're teaching me all the lessons. I've been kicked, punched. This is great. But you are like, okay, what next? Maybe we should pack <laughs> up and move and try fashion. <laughs> Let's start over. Why Let's not? start over. So this is <laughs> David, I know you want to, is, is there anything right in this section before she moves on to what we know, what's to, the excitement <laughs> that happens with 2020? Like I at this point, yeah. is there anything you want to hover on?
1: I, I feel like you treat business, Deirdre, this the same as I treat <clears throat> traffic on the freeway. <laughs> so if there's, if there's a car in front of me, like I'll be driving along and somebody will get over and they'll be driving slower than I want to go. I get over into a new lane and, and continue on. And so it's almost like you have these vehicles that just sort of jump over in front of you and you're like, meh, I'll just change lanes and keep going. No skin off my back. It doesn't bother you. So to me, that's kind of how I see your reaction to it. It's just a matter of changing lanes and finding an open one and and what's going to allow me to continue moving on the speed I want to go.
2: Yeah, for sure, and you know, I'm not going to downplay it because in those moments, I, there were a lot of tears and a lot of "What the heck are we doing?" And yeah. you know what? Maybe yeah. getting a safe job is, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. job, right? <laughs> it is, like, is it's the, the best like,
1: path. Yeah, yeah. I like
2: yeah. I, I can't lie, and there are definitely, definitely those moments. But I think you're right. Like you know, when you talk about curiosity and resilience and things like, like I have been, I've been fortunate to have that in spades um, where I'm like, I don't, I've done the corporate thing and I just can't Mm -hmm. do that again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm going to figure this thing out. And David, to your point, I was like, yeah, that's just another thing that's come. Okay, cool. We can, we're all problem solvers at the end of the day. We're human. Uh, That's just just another thing that we need to solve and that's it. Like, yeah. So definitely uh, I always have that initial reaction of, WTF, um and then I give myself you know, <laughs> maybe a couple days, depending. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Pick myself back up now. Let's get onto it. Let's get with it. Go with I, it. I think yeah. that's
0: really important. That's really important because the message here, mindset message is not, oh, put a smile on your face and push through. It's, okay, you know what? It's, when yeah. you get punched, when you get hurt, you, you got to feel into it. You, you got to let yourself cry a little. Visit the chalk pot and eat some chocolate and <laughs> 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 then have a burger <laughs> after uh, and and you know feel your feelings. But then, what next? What yeah. next? So this is great. Okay, so now we're moving into...
2: Yes. Your, so in
0: this yes. world, this percolating. Right. Whoo, <laughs>
2: yes. So yeah, we move into this, this marketing world and oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, again, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, I don't know about you guys, but when I like figured out actual, cause I think with my first couple businesses, again, as I said, it felt like we were fortunate. We were kind of Right place, right time, you know, with some of these things Mm -hmm. that were happening. Um, And so it almost felt accidental that we (laughs) were able to, you know, grow. There was no real... Which we know there's no accident. There was no accident to that. But, yes, it can feel a little accidental. Okay. It can feel like that, right? And then uh, when, you know, when we started shifting into this world and the whole, like, online marketing thing and just, like, everything opened up, you and I was, like, became so fascinated with online marketing. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of my mentors, I mentioned him all the time is Russell Brunson um, in this online marketing space. Uh, and so, and, you know, you, we talk about curiosity, but I just became so, so curious about how do we, as he says it, like play this game, right? That's mm-hmm. all online marketing. is like, how do we just move, sh- like move this particular dial and, and shift this particular thing? And, you know, and that's, and so I actually kind of, fell in love with, you know, marketing and then we transitioned into coaching and, you know, marketing and coaching business, as you guys would know, like it's a, you know, it's another thing to, to play around with and to mm-hmm. discover. So we, um, and part of that actually, uh, when we started the coaching, so we transitioned from agency into coaching and um, that was when we started my first, the first podcast. So it was called The Growth mm. Boss. And, uh, again, it was one of those things, you can probably tell by now, I'm very much a we'll figure it out. Like, we'll just, like, everything
1: mm-hmm. Let's just go and. <laughs> exactly.
2: we we'll, we'll, you know, something will work. And if it doesn't, we'll just, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, and that was, podcasting was definitely one of those things where I had no idea what I was doing. Like, no idea. I, I can tell you. I was like, I think we need a microphone. Okay, so that's, like, like I think we need a microphone. And apart from that, I'm like. <laughs> I will just Google things and put things together. And I'm like asking my husband to be like, can you just help edit this? Because I'm I'm not a great... This is going to sound funny as a tech co-founder now, but I'm not really great at tech. (laughs) 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 So I'm like, can you help figure this Audacity thing out? I don't know. Like it looks really scary with all the moving things. And anyway, so that was like me trying to to start podcasting, right? Um, And so anyway, we... um, a lot of the first, few, like, ton of episodes was just me getting into the habit, right? A lot of mm-hmm. it was just like, hey, mm-hmm. okay, let's figure this thing out. Let's get things out there. It's not perfect, but, you know, no one's listening to it anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it really doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I, I am, at my core, I'm economically minded, so I don't know if you do, like, disc profiles and things like that, but, you know, for me, my economic thing on my disc is like high. And so it didn't take very long for me to then be like, okay, this thing is like, you know, I think I figured it out somewhat. How do I now get an ROI from this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It didn't take very long <laughs> for me to get there. Um, and so I, that's what I started really delving into. I was like, I need, you know, I've been told that podcasting, especially for coaches, is going to be a great way, but I didn't know, like, I wasn't really. It didn't feel tangible, you know, like how podcasting Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. actually helping my coaching business Um, until I started actually like really geeking out and going, okay, the first thing I need to solve, and this is the great thing about nerding out of marketing is that, as I said, it's like the little bits in the, what we call the funnel that you just need to work out, right? So I was like, okay, if I can, I just need to first figure out how to get people to listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like one problem, like it's not about... How do I get my podcast to work in general, right? How do I just ask myself this one specific problem about, about how do I get people onto the podcast? And that was when, um, again, I was um, listening to to Russell. I was actually one of, at one of his masterminds and I was talking about webinar webinars and how to get people onto your webinar and to stay, you need to hook them. Um, and mm. to hook someone, you need to create curiosity. And in that moment I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so he's talking about webinars, but I was like, why would that be any different to getting someone to listen to a podcast? Um, and so that's when I started delving uh, going and testing and learning and going, okay, I'm just going to like throw these hooks, these curiosity hooks at what we now call content honey traps out there. How do I top a funnel using my social media, using my email list to create these content honey traps, create this curiosity to get people to actually listen to my podcast? Um and so that was, you know, that was me figuring it out. And we actually came up with eight mental models. Um, I won't go into them now, but just really, really quickly, just to give you a bit of a taste. Um, there's four that's like based on stories and there's four that's based on tips or values or, or Um And I'll just some really, really obvious ones is like the cliffhanger, right? Like mm-hmm. the cliffhanger is such right. a big curiosity <laughs> hook. So if you can, for a story, leave people in cliffhang, It's like they need to know what happens. They need to know what they need yeah. to listen to it. <laughs> um, and then on the tip side, you know, we call we have something that we call um, the rebel, which is like, how do you say, you know, you know, you're talking about a particular topic. So how do you say what it's not about? Like, hey, I'm talking about social media, but you know what it's not about? It's not about repurposing. It's not about this. It's not about that. So what is it? Come and listen to my podcast. because people are like, what? What do you mean it's not about that? And that's uh, all I hear about. What is this about? <laughs> so anyway, we went on this like whole journey of yeah of, of doing this and um, it was so much fun. So again, fast forward because there's a lot of things that happened and I can definitely talk about how I used my podcast to actually I will go into that, how I use it to monetize because in that first year of me starting uh, my podcast, we actually did over $220,000 Just from what we call our podcast traffic funnel. Um, And so how that worked was that we laid those content honey traps. We created that curiosity. We got people to come and listen to the podcast. Throughout the podcast episode, we would lay content honey traps as well. um, Mm. And the reason being is we want to push them to our show notes. And the show notes being sort of the website version of, you know, um, of what we're putting out there. And so, for example, the content honey traps that I would lay there would be things like, uh, let's say I, I was talking about um, a, a particular framework that I, I use on social media called content hacking. And I'll be like, that would that might be my episode. And I'll be like, hey, I'll actually put in the show notes examples of a mm. particular post that I content hacked and what, and what I did. Right. And so because people love examples and they, you know, they need the visual. So they're like, okay, I'm going to the show notes. And by the way, when you go there, you can get a cheat sheet on the three things I actually spoke about. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> um, so, you know, I lead people to my show notes. They get onto my list um, because the money is in the list. So we need to always mm-hmm. be thinking about how to build our list. And then from there, I would actually just nurture them, nurture them, nurture them into whatever I had going on. It was, whether it was a challenge, whether it was just, hey, hop on a call with me. And honestly, like the great thing about that was that um, and I uh, read about this in um, Daniel Priestley's book, Oversubscribed, he calls it this seven hour rule, is that because I'd spent so much time with me, with me being listening to my content, they were already sold by the time, oh, yep. you know, we were on call or, you know, it was so that was the great thing about having this. That was how the podcast traffic funnel kind of worked for us and it was amazing. So that's what, anyway, that, that's what happened. Um, fast forward to, oh, do you want me to stop there? Do, did you have any Yeah, questions? let's
0: pause for one second and then yeah. we will fast forward. Because yeah. um, this this Honey Trap Marketing, that we could do a whole episode on that, I know, because this is just so exciting to me. But I think the, the one thing I really want to dig into this is that curiosity piece again. So this word just keeps coming up. You have this very playful attitude of, let's try this, let's try that. Let's be curious about this. Let's build curiosity into my episode. Let's get people interested and curious. Let's have them clicking on the show notes. We, we're engaging, we're engaging, we're engaging, we're interacting. And I just think that right there, that mindset, again, that is a mindset. It's, it is a marketing strategy, but it's also a mindset of, I am curious, I'm building curiosity, I want people to be curious and, and interact and engage with me a little bit more, and I'm going to give them these pieces that offer value so they can continue on this journey of discovery that they are on, and they just happen to be on it with me, which is really awesome, right? Like, this is, I just, it's such a refreshing mindset right? It's, Mm -hmm. yes, you're doing marketing. Yes, it's a sales funnel. But so many times sales funnels feel kind of heavy and obvious and um, maybe even a little bit annoying. But I think what David and I really enjoy about you is it feels playful and curious and fun. And let's try it out. Let's see how this goes. All right. So let's fast forward now. So podcast yes. number one, success, coaching, this is great. And then you decide, Hey, let's do something hard. Why do yeah. something why easy? <laughs> why, why, why don't we just, I, let's dive in head first <laughs> and yes. do something really challenging.
2: What is this yeah. thing that you are diving
0: in head first to now?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, so throughout that, throughout our coaching, essentially, we, you know, we were coaching e-commerce businesses at the time. Right. And, um, time and time again, they're, they're big barrier. And we talk about mindset a lot, but a lot of the reasons why they go into e-commerce is because they don't want to be the face. They don't want to become the brand. They're scared of taking photos and videos and I was telling them, like, they are, especially at such an early stage, they are literally the only differentiator that they have, right? Anyone selling clothes, oh, yeah. everyone's, like, they are it. And so my whole thing was you need to get out that you need to start telling your stories. And they were like, oh, okay, fine. I know I need to tell my stories, but how <laughs> do I do that? And I was like okay, like, okay, I need to figure this out because my clients are asking me how to to help them with this thing. And I realized that, you know, I definitely have a formula when I tell my stories. Um, And so I was like, I wonder if I can create some kind of like software out of this. Um, And that was actually how the first iteration of CapShow came about. Um, And so that was, End of last year, so it's December 2021, that we launched the first iteration of capture And what it did it was quite rudimentary. It would um it prompt people through telling their stories. So we had to use a describe it as like a combination of mad libs and journaling. So uh-huh. you know, you here's like how you tell your story, it prompted prompt them through, and then the software would take it and then convert that into a bank of captions and emails. Um, and so we were like, oh, my gosh, we are on to something. Like this is, again, the the next best thing since sliced bread and the chalk pot, right? Like this. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> and, you know, we were like, yes, this can help all entrepreneurs. And then again, we were on, um, it was, gosh, March of this, March 2022. So, you know, we had, it was two, three months into having launched this thing and we were again we were struggling so we were on a call with our coach and we're like i don't get it like this is has has people have people have seen this thing right it is the best thing since sliced bread surely and um and he was like okay well who are you targeting we're like well but it will everyone all entrepreneurs like they can all use this (laughs) and you can imagine how well that went down it was like "No, no, no no you are not doing that um and so, we had to make a decision at to where to, to niche down to. Um, and so, for me, when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, we've done, like, the hard work around having to convince this pool of people, i.e. e-commerce business owners, that they have to tell their story. So, that was hard work. And that's a lot of, you know, yeah, that path is a long one to take. So, I was like, I want to serve people who already understand the value of storytelling, and so that would be either, you know, do we go down to talk to authors? Do we, and I was like, oh, but that just doesn't feel like I'm, I've written books. Like I do have, you know, my honey trap marketing book, but I'm not, I don't <laughs> consider myself an author, you know, like I, so that didn't feel right to me, but I was like, but like, I love podcasting and I love podcasters as well. Like they are literally the best
1: people <laughs>
2: on, <laughs> on the planet. Um, they're just so giving and I just, anyway, so, I was like, I, I really want to serve podcasters. I think this makes a lot of sense and specifically experts who podcast because that's the area that I know, you know, having been a coach who podcasted and grew our business that way, like that makes total sense. And, you know, this is, again, like the power of niching because I never really believe, I'm going to be honest, I had never really bought into it until this moment when mm-hmm. then everything absolutely everything changed for us. Like, it was like, as soon as we started asking ourselves specifically about how do we solve these things for podcasters, that was when Capture changed, our, you know, our messages changed, our marketing changed, like, we changed, it changed everything. So anyway, so that's how this iteration now of Capture came about, um, this AI-powered podcast copywriter. So yeah, that's, That's my journey. (laughs) So
0: my mind is really blown right now because David and I first met you in May at PodFest Expo, and you were so dynamic and so exciting, and we were so excited, and we got in on your beta program. You decided in March to switch your niche, and then you showed up at (laughs) PodFest Expo, and you have taken the podcasting world by storm. Like On your own podcast, you've had some really big names, and- done some just you've you've already organized your own summit and all gone all kinds of things like you seriously when you make up your mind to do something you're like yeah we're in yeah. we're going this is so exciting like i got chills this is yeah. like, wow i the, thought
1: we were moving quickly <laughs> and then nope here comes deidre <laughs> running us over <laughs> it's exciting
0: <laughs> that energy that enthusiasm that joy that all right, we're shifting, we're making a shift, we're making a turn. Where can we make the largest impact if we're making the shift? Oh, let's go to a conference. Let's network with all the big names. Let's get on their podcast. Let's create our own summit. Let's create this, let's do that. I, My mind is <laughs> utterly blown. This is incredible. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> David, I'm almost speechless.
2: When does that happen? That
1: that's <laughs> never happens. <laughs> that's incredible.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, when you put it like that, I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> right? Yeah. So thank you for making Very- me, like, stop and look back at it and be like, oh, wow, yeah. You know, this is the amazing thing about being human. This is why I love life and I have just so much joy for, you know, is because, like, we can accomplish so much. We really can. Yes. Like when we put our, yes. our minds to it and yeah, yeah. anyway, I love this journey. I love being on this journey. Even
0: when you think about, it's been a decade since you asked that first question of I, you know, corporate life, like this just isn't doing it for me. What's next? And so it's been a decade since you took that first leap, did your brick and mortar, played with it, shifted again into fashion didn't work, shifted again into e-commerce, had fun with that shifted now and like this shift 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 and in in a decade like that's actually not that long for you to have this many iterations and to keep learning and growing and expanding it's 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 very exciting. So thank yeah. you for sharing this with us. <laughs> Yeah. you're welcome. It was absolutely my pleasure, for sure. I know we are bumping up against time constraints, which is like, oh, I want to cry because I feel like we could talk to you forever. Now, David and I are very lucky, and our community is very lucky, because the day that we're recording this interview, you're actually coming into our community the following day to teach a masterclass. So we get to hang out with you again. So we are so excited. Um, So a little little (laughs) pump right there for our membership group. If you want to hang out with people like Deidre, like come join our membership group. It's pretty cool. Okay. So um, in our last few minutes that we have together, uh, I would love to hear a little bit more about where you see Capshow going in the future. Like, what are the next steps for Capshow? What are the next steps for you and Bona and Ash and all of that? Like, what's the next? What's next? I don't know.
2: (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. Beside (laughs) now.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. it's <laughs> that's a, that's a really, yeah, it's a, I mean, obviously we want to just keep serving, you know, where we're, we're, we're very, very big believers in building what is needed. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we have to start with a semblance of something. So we had to have a hypothesis, but now it's so much fun now that we have users to be like, okay, what do you guys want? Like, what are you looking for? What do you, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're very much, there's going to be an element of letting our users guide us um, for mm-hmm. sure. So very imminently, we're going to also have blog posts and, YouTube descriptions wow. um, from Inside Show as well. So it's very, very imminent. Um, but, yeah, then apart from that, I mean, like right now it's just how do we keep talking, reaching more podcasters so that they can have all of, like, be able to promote their podcast without the headache and the hassle and the time that goes into doing it. So that's really what we want to be focusing on. Um, obviously, I'd love this thing to become massive <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, yeah like, work, our to do that yeah that's all i, I uh, yeah otherwise i don't know i'm loving being in new york i'm loving being you know in like yeah i just love everything I, yeah, I just i'm really so grateful <laughs> really thankful for this that's funny this journey. even this opportunity being able to speak to you guys i'm so so grateful so yeah that's what we're gonna be focusing on
0: we're grateful, too. And I know I'm leaving this conversation inspired. I feel like your curiosity, your resiliency, your enthusiasm, and your desire for feedback and to build something that people need, you have a yeah. hypothesis, and then you're asking, and you guys do. You are constantly asking, okay, what do you need? What do you want? How do you like that? And you're so responsive. If something doesn't quite work, hey, this isn't, oh, let's get back. You know, you, you guys are amazing. It's just been A really great experience working with you. Um, So yeah, we want to help podcasters find you as well. So how can they find you?
2: Yes. Uh, If you want to promote your podcast through social media captions, email, promotional email, uh, show notes, oh my gosh, show notes, uh, then you've got to get (laughs) in and try Capture. So come in and try free trial. Uh, You all you have to do is upload an audio file and in 10 minutes, it will create title, episode, description, show notes, social media captions, and promotional email for you. Uh, so yes, come and do that at capshow. C-A-P-S-H-O dot com.
0: And the show notes for this episode are going to be made on CapShow, so everybody can check out the show notes and see how they turn out. And <laughs> we'll have the link for your free trial for CapShow on it as well. Yeah. Yay!
1: I'm just going to say real quick, I was told a long time ago that if you really want to see where the future of business is going, like what products are coming up to talk to 12 year olds, Uh. where their heads are is sort of where the world's going to be in five, 10 years. And I feel like that needs to be shifted to talk to Deidre. <laughs> and DJ will show you where the world's gonna be like.
0: <laughs> it really is impressive. It really yeah. is impressive the splash you've made in this community in the the podcasting community. We're we're a pretty tight-knit community. And mm-hmm. um the splash you've made and the positive energy you've brought and yeah. the community you're building is very impressive. That David and I are pretty picky about who we bring on. Um <laughs> So that was, we were like, yeah, I think we need to talk to her. She's pretty awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. David, what was your
1: favorite takeaway from this episode? I liked how she said that once she found her niche, niching down really that's when things really started to take off Mm -hmm. she was kind of all over the place and until she really nailed it down and figured out okay this is where we need to be once she did that things just skyrocketed
0: the power of the niche i'm really surprised that you didn't say that she talked about us as the podcasting power couple i thought for sure (laughs) that would be your favorite takeaway david that was kind of a given (laughs) Yeah, I love her power of the niche, that once she found that, man, she hit the ground running. And for me, just the big giant aha moment of, we met her at PodFest Expo in May. Yeah. And didn't she say it was something like April when she decided, oh, I'm going to niche down and market this to podcasters. And boom, she hit the ground running. She went to PodFest Expo. We got to meet her there. We connected, she connected, she worked so hard, she and Bona to connect with so many of the big names in podcasting, mm-hmm. put a summit on almost immediately. And now she's doing this big giant giveaway that we get to be a part of. And it's, she's like, boom, 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 <laughs> momentum going and just going after the thing. And it's, yeah. it's really, inspiring to watch It I'm is having so much fun Yeah, just being here on the journey with her.
1: Absolutely. But what do you think would be uh, something else that you, you saw of it or, or that you heard, rather?
0: I think for me, I kept hearing the recurring theme in everything she did, whether it was her chockpot restaurant or the burger restaurant or um, her coaching business, her podcast, this cap show, curiosity. Mm -hmm. She kept using the word curiosity. So she has this powerful mindset that is driven by curiosity. And when you have that curious mindset, you get setbacks. And she's had a ton of setbacks from somebody embezzling hundreds of thousands of dollars from her company to things not going exactly the way she thought, having to change direction. And each step of the way – She took her time to grieve and... Handle right. the frustration. But she had a curious mindset. Yeah. Okay, what now? What can we do? How can we play with this? How can we experiment with this? And now, even with Cap Show, she keeps reaching out to the people using it. What would you like? What are you enjoying? What are you not enjoying? And I know I've interacted with them on multiple occasions about things that were working, things that weren't working, and they respond immediately and just keep asking questions and having this curious mindset. And I think when you're playful about whatever it is you're doing, podcasting, setting up your business. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, those setbacks don't seem as awful. It's like, okay, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? Let's try this. Maybe this will work. And it just helps things not feel quite so high stakes and helps you enjoy the process a little bit more.
1: Yeah. One one thing I like about that mindset also is it carries over into how you do your interviews. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a curious mindset from the get-go... It makes you more curious about the person that you're interviewing. Like there's so many benefits to having that mindset in place, whether it be business interviewing, like like it just seems to really help you out and it help to keep people, keep the conversation going, keep people interested, all of that stuff. So I, I really like that also. That was another thing that I was going to mention as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Anything else you want to say in these takeaways, my love?
1: I'm still shocked at the speed that she was able to mm-hmm. get it going. It just goes to show when you really want something and you go out and you push for it, it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> just, just be like Deidre. <laughs> exactly. Be like Deidre. Yeah.
0: <laughs> WWDD, what would, yeah, Deidre, what do? would Deidre do? What would do? Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. It's It's just so fun to watch her play and experiment. Her social media is fun to watch because Mm -hmm. she's always trying new things. She wrote a book called Content Honey Traps, where it's really talking about how do you pique your audience's curiosity. So again, that curiosity, how do you get them curious to engage in your content and to want to follow you and connect with you and move from social media to your podcast? Like, how do you get them curious about... Wanting to keep interacting with you, and that's what her content honey traps are all about. And mm-hmm. it's it's just really fun. Yeah, love it. I agree. <laughs> we have a special sponsor that sponsors Deidre and also sponsors us. Mm-hmm. Um, it focus right. Yeah. yeah, we love them so much. Um, really, really good company that has come into podcasting with um, products that are specifically made for podcasters. Yeah. In the past, a lot of podcasting products are were kind of for the music industry and adapted for podcasters. Mm-hmm. And they tended to be really complicated, overwhelming, a bunch of features that we just didn't need as podcasters. So, David, tell us what Focusrite did with the Vocaster one and how they really are helping podcasters. Yeah,
1: well, the Vocaster, I, I know I've mentioned it before, but it's definitely something that is very streamlined and made to be easy to use. So it is—it is, I've heard reviews of people saying, oh, it doesn't have this, it doesn't have that. Well, exactly, because if it had that stuff, then it, it'd be made for musicians. Mm-hmm. This is made for podcasters, and it because of that, it has like three two or three dials on it depending on which mo- model you get very easy inputs you can use it with any device you can use it with your phone your laptop your tablet your tower computer doesn't make a difference you can plug it in and get it to work and it gets phenomenal audio quality it's it's uh, just a really good device and they've done a really great job with the design
0: I love that we use it when we go live in our Facebook group mm-hmm. it helps us to have fantastic sound because usually when you're going live in your Facebook group it's whatever terrible sound your phone or your computer is getting and we're able to use the Focusrite Bowcaster 2 connect both of our mics into that connect it into the computer and then we are streaming high quality sound which I love and you can use that in your Twitter rooms in Clubhouse it was was really
1: cool in uh, Twitter I was in a Twitter space recently and it was a bunch of podcasters and there was probably four or five vocasters being used in that Twitter space oh my because gosh. people are realizing, hey, I can take the vocaster and plug it into my phone, and be able to connect on Twitter and have use my podcasting microphone, like my whole setup, and run it straight into my phone and be able to use it in those types of situations. So, typically, you'd have a bunch of terrible phone audio in that type of situation, and this just made it so much clearer, so much more professional, so much mm-hmm. more. Uh, it just raised the bar.
0: If you would like to win. A Vocaster One. Enter Deidre's giant Grow My Show giveaway. Um, we have links in the show notes. It closes on September 5th. So listen to the episode, click on the link, register to win this big giant grand prize so that you can get the Vocaster One along with The mic that we donated to it, which is the SE Dynacaster, Mm -hmm. which is a gorgeous mic. So all kinds of cool things that you can win if you join the giveaway. So make sure you click on the link in the show notes and check out the show notes. They are generated by CapShow. So if you want to see what CapShow software does, the show notes will tell you.
1: (laughs) Have fun recording. Have fun recording. Thanks for hanging out with us today. As a special thank you, we invite you to download the free guide in the show notes called The Biggest Mistake Podcasters Make and How to Avoid It.
0: Please take a moment to leave us a review. Well, only if you really like the show. <laughs> <laughs> and come on over and join our free Facebook community. We'd love to have you there. We believe your story is powerful and needs to be heard. And we would love to help you tell it.
1: Hey,
0: David. Today. Let me start over.
1: <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Okay. Here it once. Woo! Woo! Watch your legs. Watch your legs. It'll come through with that.
0: It's going in the middle of the table. That's right.